Coaching Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. It's Michelle Prince, host of the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on awesome entrepreneurs, individuals, leaders, people that are doing great things. They're making an impact in this world, and we are shining the light on them so we can learn from them as well. Um, But first, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides top quality, comprehensive book publishing services for soon-to-be authors. So if you've ever thought about writing a book or sharing your story, let Performance Publishing help you do it. Go to performancepublishinggroup.com for more information. All right, let me tell you about my friend who I had the pleasure of getting to know about a year ago. Um, So I'm super excited to have her on the show. But her name's Shana Rattler, and she transforms Christians' lives from the page to the platform, and she can help you get God's blessings, blessings faster. I mean, who doesn't want that? She's the founder of a God Shift Movement, an ordained prophet, author, and speaker who empowers individuals and organizations around the world to experience a God Shift that moves them out of disruption or delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. She's passionate about helping others develop a deeper understanding of God and the authority they have in Him. Her wit and humor makes God's Word relatable, and her direct communication style makes it actionable. Jaina has helped celebrities, influencers, military officers, political dignitaries, pastors, corporate executives, and seasoned entrepreneurs achieve personal growth and organizational excellence. She and her business have received multiple awards. She has published four books and has been featured in over 450 media outlets. Jaina also hosts a God Shift podcast and a God Shift with Shana Rattler TV show. Fantastic. Well, to learn more, you, you can go to agodshift.com. But let's welcome you to the show, Shana. I'm so excited to be here, Michelle. It's so good to see you again. I know. It is so good to see you. I know we we originally connected and I know we we both live locally. So we met for a cup of coffee and and I just remember your energy and us like all these like bing, 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 all these ideas and because we, we share similar passions. Yes. Um, and in your whole God shift is such a powerful uh, movement. It really, that's what it is. It's a movement. So, For sure. all right. So let's, let's back up a little bit. Tell everybody what is a God shift? What is it that you're doing? And I always ask the backstory. How did you get there? <laughs> yeah. So my definition of a God shift, Michelle, is the moment a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose, mm. but then that moves you into new dimensions of possibility. So I believe that God uses disruption. He uses unexpected circumstances, trials, whatever you want to consider. And they're not always negative to get our attention, because I believe that anytime we're putting energy into something that is not on the path that God has planned for us, that he's so committed to the results in our lives that he'll shake us up, get our attention in any way that he can so that he can get us better on the path that he has planned for us. And so for me personally, My first God shift happened back in 2018 when I was being called to ministry, but the Lord used drying everything up in my business to get my attention, like dried it up to the point that I had to put my mortgage two months in a row on a credit card. Like my speaking engagements dried up, my relationships dried up, my money dried up, like everything dried up. And why? Because I'm not the type of kid that you can like 
tap on the shoulder and whisper at. Like you almost have to hit me with a two by four. And since God is my father, he knows that. And had he have allowed everything in my business to go on literally business as usual, I would have never paid attention to the signs that I was being called to ministry, primarily because I felt like I was the least likely person, you know, to be chosen for something like that. And so that was my very first God shift moment when the disruption in my life was that everything dried up because the Lord was like, hey, listen, everything I put in you that you've been using to build the marketplace, I now want you to take those same gifts and help me build the kingdom. Wow. That's a little scary too, right? We always, <laughs> we pray, God, use me, use me. And then, okay, here's what you're going to do. And it's like, well, no, no, I didn't mean Well, that. not like that, right? Like <laughs> use me, but not like that, <laughs> you know? I'm to go into ministry, right? <laughs> wow. Okay. So how many years ago was that? That was 2018 that I began to get those nudges. Um, and, you know, I just, I just, I knew that he was up to something. I just sensed it. I knew that he was up to something. And my gut was telling me that it was something big. I just had no idea what it was going to be. Yeah. And the more and more clear that it became that he was calling me to ministry. So yeah, all of that started in 2018. And obviously I had no idea what it was going to look like. I was just the type of person that I'm like, if you tell me what it is that you want me to do, Lord, I'll do it. I'll figure out the how later. I'll jump and figure out if I have a parachute later. Like that's just the way I've always taken things in life. And so in April of 2019, I was on a spiritual retreat in Bali, Indonesia, and the Lord gave me a very vivid vision of what my ministry was going to consist of. He said, you'll have a television show, you'll preach and teach in stadiums, and you'll be a voice for celebrities and politicians. Now, this is where the next God shift came into play, and it didn't have to happen. It's so easy for all of us to do. So if you haven't started taking notes, write this down. <laughs> Don't take the new vision that God is giving you and filtering it through old perspective. Mm. Because what I did, Michelle, was I thought, hmm, well, even though I know he could make those things happen by the time I get back to Dallas, it's not likely that those opportunities are just going to be in my inbox. And so I thought, like, what did I tell my clients when I was a business coach? I used to say, the Lord will bless what you put your hands to, which means you have to be in some form of action. But the problem was, is that I didn't even give him a version of the vision to bless. He said television shows, stadiums, celebrities, and politicians. And I came home and made a coaching business out of it. Why? Because that's what I'd done for years. And so anytime you've done something a certain way for a long time, anytime you've been in a certain industry for a long time, you tend to like see everything through that lens. So all the rest of 2019 and all of 2020, I was not gaining the traction that I should have. Because if I know how to do anything, it's starting a business, especially a coaching business, because I've done that for years for myself and helped other people to do it as well. And so at the end of 2020, I was like, why am I not getting any traction? Like, is it the message? Is it the audience? Like, what needs to change? And so I called on two of my business besties and I was like, I know it's almost New Year's Eve, but I need y'all's help. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I've been saying for a long time that if you're going to get on the other side of what you're going through, a God shift is going to be required. And I just kept talking and she goes, wait, whoa, stop. That's what it is. It's a God shift. And so from that moment on, a God shift was birthed. I wrote the book. We created the television show. The podcast was rebranded as a God shift. And so I paid attention to the fact that why is God allowing the things to happen in my life that he's allowing? And then I just ran with it, but I ran off in the wrong direction quickly. So once I reeled it back in and I got more in tune with what it was that he showed me, 
I was really able to get to where it is that he has for me, at least for the next leg. I just think I probably wasted some time getting there, but. Well, there's nothing wasted. And obviously yeah. he, he knew what you were going to do with that. He knew. Of course, of course he did. He was like, take you a little while. And, and, you know, but I do love the God shift. I think that is, uh, I, I think everyone can really relate to that. Everyone can relate to disruption. Yeah. To, wait, I had a plan for this. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's happening here? You know, but, yeah. the, but God uses it and how he uses yeah. it. And um, I, yeah, I mean, I can think of so many examples throughout my whole life too, where it's what seems to be a, a closed door ends up being, you know, the biggest opportunity ever, but I, I did not see it that way when it was happening. I had to have that God shift in my head. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. You know, one of the things you and I share the belief as, and, and you mentioned that this is in your bio too, talking about helping people to claim their authority. Yeah. And I, I love this conversation. So kind of define what that means to you. What does it mean for, for us that we, we have an authority and that we need to yeah. leverage it? So I first want to mention that dominion and authority is mentioned 44 times in the Bible. And I'm not talking about the authority that God has. I'm not talking about the power that he has because we know that he's powerful. My definition of kingdom authority is like our birthright as a child of God to make things happen in our lives according to what scripture says. And so when we think about John 14, 12, people say all the time, the first part of that scripture, greater works than these shall you do in my name. But what it says after that is because I'm going to the father. So basically Jesus was saying to us, God is in heaven. I'm leaving earth to go to heaven, to be with God. And so now you, my people who are left here on the earth, have to recognize that the baton is now being passed to you mm. to do the things that the Bible says that you can do. Greater works than these shall you do in my name. So why are we not laying hands on the sick and they're being healed? Why are we not speaking things that aren't as though they were? Why are we not declaring the end from the beginning? Like, why are we not overcoming adversity? Why are we not growing our faith? Why are we not seeing our dreams come true. I believe it's because number one, we either don't know that we have this God-given authority or number two, no one has ever taught us how to build that muscle. Yes. And I'm a preacher, so I can talk bad about preachers. Many of your churches are not teaching you what the authority is that you have. They're, they're, they're equipping you to uh, grow where you're planted, meaning in the four walls of their building that benefits them. But what about when God tells you to go? What about your assignment that is outside of the four walls of the church? You better know the authority that you have to tell the devil that he's got to shut up, that he's got to take his hands off your stuff to declare that your children will be what it is that they were called to be. Like all the things, like, again, it's mentioned 44 times in the Bible, the dominion and authority that we have. Yet as believers, we're sitting back. We don't have what it is that, we, that the Bible says we can have. We're not doing what it is that he's called us to do. And we haven't become who it is that he says that we can be. Why is that? Because we're sitting back and letting life happen to us instead of taking authority over our situation. Oh, girl, I love this. Getting fired up. I know. Well, it was funny. As you were talking, I was grabbing my uh, the book that I'm launching in April because I do a whole part on authority. And it's I wrote a book called The Power of Authority, and that's a play on words. You can't spell authority without author. But there's yeah. a biblical side of that too. 
right? Yes. And that we have been given this authority. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you for myself. So I was always raised in the church, very faithful families, you know, still, uh, I would have, I would have said, I, I knew, I, you know, a lot about faith. No one ever talked to me about that authority. I never, or if, if it was ever brought up in church, I certainly never grabbed, grabbed hold of it. Yeah. Somebody gave me a book years ago that I read that it was all on that. It, it changed my life. Because I had never heard that. So the 44 times you're saying that, maybe, uh, it, again, I maybe I'm the only one, those listening, they know all about it, but I didn't. But what I realized, and once that sunk in, that what we do have, and guess what? We don't have to be, we, we, we have it because we are here. We were born, we were created in the image of God, not because we've done anything to deserve it. Or, That's right. Um, and, you know, if you think about what is authority, when I think about authority, I think of um, it's delegated power, basically, if you think of it that way. Like if if a police officer is directing traffic, you know, he is with his badge by the city or whoever. He is stopping cars, not by his might, not by his strength. He's stopping it because he's been given authority yes. by the powers of the city yep. to have that authority over those people. Again, not because he is better, different, whatever. That yeah. is what we have, and we are ambassadors of Christ. Yeah, and it's God's power. It's our authority. Because I had somebody ask me one day, so I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Are you saying we're Jesus? I said, no, but I'm his sister. If I'm heirs with Christ, that means that I have access to the same thing that my brother has. And Jesus is my brother. And so it's God's power, and it doesn't take the power away from God. But it is our authority that we can access his power, just like the analogy that you gave with the police officer. He didn't yeah. create the laws of the city, no. but he, he has the authority to enforce them. Correct. And and I think there's a lot of, um, with believers, this humility of like, yeah, but who am I to say that I, I have this? Well, yeah. it kind of goes back to the whole point of this book I'm writing is, well, who are you not to? We are yes. made in the image of God. And he is relying on us to be his ambassadors and to shine our light and to do all those things. So um, it's actually our responsibility. You it's know? our responsibility. And it happened at the very beginning. It's not a New Testament thing. It didn't happen right at the end. Way back in Genesis, when the Lord said that I'm going to create men and man in my image. But then he goes on to say, so that they may have dominion over the earth. Mm. So from the very beginning, God says, I'm going to create you in my image so that you look like me, that you can do what I do. And why am I doing that? So you can have dominion over the earth. Yeah. So it was part of his original intention and his original plan. It yeah. was why he created us. Do you think he just needed a bunch of us to inhabit <laughs> the earth just to take up space? No, he knew that he that he couldn't do everything, that he needed people in the earth to fulfill his ultimate mission. And so he gave us, he created us in his image so that we can have dominion. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. So somebody listening is thinking, okay, okay, I'm, 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 I'm buying into this. What, um, what, what advice would you give to someone that this is kind of new, the whole God shift thing and like yeah. maybe a different perspective that they could take from the disruption in their life? Yeah. Number one, we have to rec recognize that the things that we think happen to us are really happening for us and for other people. Mm -hmm. Everything that has happened in your life, whether it's negative or positive, I believe that the negative things are the ones that we pay the most, that get our attention the most, and sometimes that we dedicate the most, you know, energy and resources to. But sometimes, you know, back in Genesis 12, I think it is when God tells Abram, go to the place that I will show you, and I'm going to make you father of many nations. He had to leave everything yeah. that he knew. 
So sometimes when God is asking you to shift, you're going to be making the most amount of money in your life. Things are going to be going according to plan. Mm. But sometimes he's going to ask us to let go of trash. And sometimes he's going to ask us to let go of treasures. What, how will you respond? And so the very first thing that I would say is that we, we have to begin to view the, the disruption as an invitation. Mm. God is inviting you into something new. But just like if I was to invite you to a dinner party, you have to decide how you're going to respond. Are you going or are you not? Yes. And so when God uses something in your life, know that it's for a purpose. It tells us in Romans 8 and 28 that everything happens. So God is disruption in your life as an invitation. It's for a reason. Now you have to choose how you're going to respond. Mm. Are you going to go with the flow and like and go to the to where the invitation is inviting you? Or are you going to stay where you're at now? Because it's a choice. And he's not going to fight you on that. He's going to say, here's the invitation. Are you going or not? Mm. And are you going or are you going with excitement too? Uh, This is a bad analogy, but as you were talking, it reminded me of a t-shirt I once saw and it said, I'm sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to come anyway. Right. Right. We go kicking and screaming. And then we realize when we get there, that, you know, we should have just went, you know, to begin with. But yeah, many times we don't want to go. Do you think Abram wanted to go? Yeah. Not only to the place, but to the place that I will show you. So that means I got to just start going and then you're going to show me. Oh. Like, no, he didn't want to leave everything that was familiar. He didn't want to leave his land. He didn't want to leave his family to go to some anonymous place that you will show me. Yeah. No, he didn't want to do that. No. Oh, but he knew that the promise that was waiting on the other side of that disruption was so worth it. And it's the same for us, you know, even though, and listen, God knows what he has to use to get your attention. You heard what I said earlier. I had a very lucrative lucrative business. I had celebrities, like A-name, A-list celebrities that everyone across the world knows who they are as my clients. I was speaking all over the country. I made a lot of money. You know, by the time I was 28 years old, and I don't say this to brag, but I say it for perspective. By the time I was 28 years old, I had built a 3,000 square foot house. I was driving a $65,000 vehicle by the time I was 28 years old. And life continued to get better and better from there. So in 2018, when everything dried up and I had to put my mortgage on a credit card two months in a row, because the Lord knew if he was going to take me to that place that he would show me and take me to a place that he knew that I wasn't going to feel qualified to go, I would not pay attention to that if I still had my comfort creatures to rely on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if he's using something that seems drastic, like, Lord, did you have to take my husband? Lord, did you have to take my child? Lord, did you have to take my job? That means that he knows that you're so strong-willed that he had to do something in your life that you wouldn't ignore. That's good. That's good advice. He's not going to pity pat you if he knows you can't. Now, there's some people like my brother, you could whisper to him and say, and he would pack up his stuff and go, you have to hit me over the head with a two by four. So the (laughs) Lord had to use a different form of disruption in my life that he may have to use in other people's, but he knows what it's going to take to get your attention Mm -hmm. Mm. because he knows how he made you. That's absolutely true. Yes. Yeah. But that's the first thing. Recognize that it's happening for you and for other people. But then you have to ask yourself, what am I supposed to do with this? Is there something that I need to see, something I need to learn? Is there somewhere different that I need to go? Um, And you're not always going to know the answer to that immediately. Sometimes it's going to be clear. Sometimes it's going to come over time. 
Sometimes it's going to come because you got still and quiet and sat in his presence for three days. Like, you know, you're not always going to know right away what it is that you need to do. And sometimes it's not about who you need to, what you need to do. Sometimes it's about what, who you need to become. But the number one question we ask is, Lord, what do you want me to do? Sometimes it's not about doing. Sometimes it's, I'm not going to give you anything to do until you become the person that your character can carry what it is that I need you to do. Mm-hmm. I know that's a mouthful, so I'll shut up. No, that's good. That's good. It reminds me of Zig's quote. We can't, first, you have to be before you can do, before you can have, meaning you have to become the person who's capable of doing the work to have the results you want. And, and right. same thing with the Lord. Well, I know you have a ton of stuff for people um, to help them with their Godship, but you mentioned you had uh, a free resource. Yes. How can people get, get that? I do. So I wrote a free guide and it's called When God Says Shift, because all of us are shifting from something into something else. And it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes it's a physical shift. Sometimes it's in your relationships, your mindset, whatever it is. There are four shifts that are going to be required. We just talked about the first one and that's becoming. But in this guide, I actually cover those four shifts that are going to be required in order for you to get into the more that it is that God has for you. And you can get that free guide at GodSaysShift.com. That's GodSaysShift.com. Okay, awesome. Yes, definitely want to get that. I'm going to download it myself and everyone listening, go to GodSaysShift.com. Yes. I could keep talking, but I know we have to wrap things up. What's one piece of parting advice or, or encouragement you would get, give to those listening and to help them to, uh, to take action? I would say that the world needs the best version of you on the right path right now. And every day that you don't access the wisdom and, and information that is necessary is going to be a day delayed to answer the amazing life that's calling you. So like, let this year be the year, wherever you are in the year when you're listening to this recording, whether it's April, whether it's December, don't let this year go by where you're still just sitting on the sidelines. Like get in the game, recognize that you have authority. God is not going to do it all for you. You know, I think we've undercompensated of what we're capable of because we've been taught that God is so powerful, but this is a partnership and God actually wants to co-create with us. So recognize that you have the authority to begin to shift things in your life and start walking in it, start speaking in it, start using your words to create the atmosphere that you know that you've been praying for and that God has promised you. Ooh, perfectly said. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, All right, Shana, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I've learned a lot as well, and we'll definitely have you back. Yes, thank you, Michelle. All right, everybody, that's it for the show. Go to GodSaysShift.com, get Shana's free guide and, and take all this information and learn how to respond when disruption hits your life, when God wants to make that shift. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. 
If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.